Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. June 28th, 2014, Boston, Massachusetts. Case Gymnasium. With 500K on the line, a group of ex-college stars battle it out for a winner-take-all championship. Two slubs watch from the sideline as 20K slips away before their eyes. This is 2014's The Basketball Tournament Championship. Hello. Okay. And welcome to Games with Names presented by Barstool Win Barstool Sportsbook. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You do that again. Presented by Win Bet, of course, as you guys can tell. I'm Julian Edelman. We're I'm Sam Morell. We're in the search to find the greatest games of all time. And yes, we're, we're joined here today with the infamous Big Cat. We'll What's be, up? How you doing? I feel great. And today we're going to be talking about the infamous 2014 first annual the basketball tournament final yes history 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 this literally thing, this thing's literally been under wraps for years you haven't talked about this nope and nope this, and this is team barstool versus the notre dame fighting alumni yes yes and it's uh it is history because the basketball tournament is something people watch now they watch it on regular espn it's become a big deal this was the first ever tournament the first ever championship we could have been in history as being the inaugural champions and we didn't sometimes you know getting to the championship and losing is it's like the worst thing you can ever have yes you know you wish almost you lose in like the divisional round or the championship to get to the championship so i, I can feel you, you this is gonna this is gonna really open you up a little bit it's it's the pain of knowing you were right there we were half away and uh like I said, it would have been history. You know, if this, if the basketball tournament becomes something that lives on for a hundred years, they could always point back to us and be like, that team won the first one ever. 
Instead, we're just erased from history books. Oh, it's amazing how quickly I got into this too. I was this is the first non you know professional sport thing whoa, we've done. Whoa, whoa! Are whoa. you saying this wasn't a real? No, I'm saying this wasn't a real. I'm deal? saying legally, this is the first one we can use clips of on <laughs> okay, YouTube. That's what go. I'm saying. There we go. Uh, no, but I got into this quickly. The nostalgia, the NBA on NBC music you're using, yes. it takes me back. That, that was my favorite time to watch basketball. The I, whole thing, and it was um yeah, I mean the the entire. Uh, lead up to it, the tournament was very, very fun. It's it, a lot of our fans, old school barstool. Like this is what they look to when Dave and I would go out and do stuff like this. And uh, it could have, it could have been something we could have talked about forever in glowing terms. Now it's instead something we just never bring up. <laughs> we never ever bring it up. Never bring it up. We never bring it up. We just bury it away and pretend it never happened. To get up and go after this loss, right? Get yeah. up and go. Yeah, get up and go and just never talk about never it. Never talk again. about it. We also got to give a shout out because this is a Team Hank podcast. Yes. Hank's in the building. Yes. Hank, how you feeling over there? You're good? He's going to come up to the mic. So Hank is my memory. Hank, if every clip you see, Hank, this is truly old school barstool where it was Dave and I, Gaz and Hank all traveling around. They were videoing everything. It was, you know, a four-man operation. I don't think there was anyone else. And so he is here as my as my memory. As you know, Jules, sometimes memory, you know, evades us. Uh, so that's why he's here. Does it? Yeah. You need a Hank who walks around and tells you everything that happened in your life. Yeah, I know. I'm working. I was also, I was also very broken. I remember we were going like, to go to the club and like have oh, we'll a get to that. night that I was looking yes. forward to. That just... There's a lot of side stories. Sad, yeah. Sad night. Yeah. Uh, can we start with how the team was assembled? Yes. Yes. So um, so Matt Walsh, who played at Florida, also played for the Heat. So he uh, is a huge stoolie, longtime stoolie, friend of ours. And he approached us and he was like, hey, there's this new tournament that they're trying to put on. And essentially, there's a component to the tournament that's a fan vote. So if you get enough fan votes, you get the one seed, you get... To uh, if you get to the championship, you get to pick your location. All these perks come with being the one seed. So um, he was like, "Hey, let's team up because he knows like Dave and I and Barstool has a big following." I'll Matt said that he would take care of the players. All we got to do is take care of the fan vote, um, which we crushed so much that like there were all these ancillary prizes that TBT was going to give away for anyone who had like you know. If you get 10,000 people to vote for you, you get this. If you get 20, we crush it so bad they just shut off all the prizes. They're like, you guys can't get anything else. You're like, telling me you got more votes than the best of the DMV? <laughs> you had the best, more <laughs> votes than the best of the DMV. And this is a brand new thing, so no yeah. one knows what it is. So it so Matt puts together the team. Um, his coach, the, our coach, Coach Ross Burns, who trains a bunch of NBA players. He's connected with a bunch of NBA players. The rule was you can't have any active NBA players on the roster. So, but we got, if you look at all the rosters and all the teams, we had by far the best talent because we had Dante Jones, who won a ring with the Cavs two years later, played played for Duke, played in the NBA. Josh Boone, who He was, was still an NBA level talent. Yeah, no, he was an NBA level talent. They yeah. were in Amazing. college? What? They were in college? No, no, the, all the guys were out of college, but- Not a pro yet. Not a, no, no, they were, they were either overseas or washed up college athletes. So- if you look at the all the rosters, right, I would say most of them were, were compiled of guys who played four years in college, maybe a year or two overseas at best, and then of working, you know, doing 
regular life, right? But you guys had two championship guys on your team. We had we had pros that were still actively playing overseas. Like Donnie McGrath, who played at Providence, he had a really good uh, international career. Matt Walsh, who played at Florida, had a really good international career. Our, like, quote-unquote worst player, who was, like, actually the guy that got along with the most, Justin Burrell, he played for St. John's. He then played overseas in Japan. Like, all these guys were very, very... Andre Barrett played at Seton Hall. They were all really, really really good basketball players. So when you looked at our roster, we had, like, I think everyone on our roster had been to at least bare minimum an NBA training camp, and every other roster didn't have anyone even close to that. This is ridiculous. They're pro players, though. Pro so players. technically, you are. I'm you a pro. Can't, no, yeah. you can't have pros on the team. <laughs> no, I'm a pro. Yeah. This is like some Daniel. What is the kid who uh, was like 15 uh, years old? Daniel Monte. Daniel Monte. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand how they could play if they were as getting, long as they didn't play in the NBA. Oh, it was NBA, NBA only. Yeah. So they all these guys had been in the NBA or were like Dante Jones were active working. NBA players. Yeah, you can't couldn't play. you couldn't grab Kevin Durant. Correct. But you Correct. Could, but you can and get nor people. would he do it because yeah. it's obviously the injury risk. You never know. In a hundred years, he could. This is the tournament. Like That's you true. Said. This is what we're going on five years yeah. now. That's true. That'd be great if LeBron just dominated it in like you know fifteen <laughs> years and tried to pretend they were real rings, uh, which they <laughs> would be real rings if I had won a ring. Whatever. <laughs> the The point of the tournament though was essentially they wanted to create. Uh, a, a tournament every summer where they know they can capture the guys. Like if, if you talk to any international guy uh, who plays overseas, they play basically for nine months and they come back for the entire summer. So they're trying to capture those guys and they're trying to capture and guys like you and guys like me. So we're, we were very much um, the odd, the odd ducks in this whole thing, but we did provide like a pretty significant uh, benefit to our team because we got the fan vote. So that's how it all started. I don't you got they, the team the one seed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they still do the fan vote thing. They might have stopped after we kind of like broke it. But the the first initial tournament was yeah. set up where it was a big benefit if you could get a bunch of people to vote for your team, and we were able to do that. Like we got we got. Uh, I think we got three different jerseys. Everyone else got one. Like all these perks. That you had alternate it. jerseys? Yeah, we had alternate jerseys because we had so many fan votes. You, you had Latin Knights jerseys? <laughs> yeah. If this was the WNBA, you might get suspended. For what? Oh, they can't have like private planes. Like if you, it's a, it's an unfair yeah, advantage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did have an unfair advantage. You know, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Well, let's get back into June 28th, 2014. We'll get back into the game. We like to go over pop history, Big Cat. Things that were going on, what we were doing, dicking around, having fun during the times of these games and when they were played. And on this day in America, Transformer, Age of Extinction, was the best movie in the box office. Mm. Honestly, which number one was this? What number was this? Number two? Three? Was this a Wahlberg one? Walbert. This, this Walbert. Oh, I liked it. It was good. Can you guys pull up videos <laughs> while we're doing this show right now? Yeah. Can you pull up videos right here? No? What? Yes? Yeah. Just give me a no. What video? Pull up uh, bar, uh, Big Cat uh, Nick Fancy. Fancy. That's the number one hit right now? That's was, the number was one at song. at this moment? Iggy Azalea, yes. Yeah, play that. <laughs> <laughs> In and out. <laughs> so yeah, that, this is where you're taking us back to. This is when you're in it. <laughs> 2014, where I'm 
doing a terrible lip dub of, of the number one song in the country. Look at me, I kind of look ripped. You look, I'm, you look strong. <laughs> I was saying that in, in 2014, I was watching these videos. I don't understand how Dave has gotten skinnier. I know. And, and you've kind of... We, uh, we like got big bodies. You well, big boned it a little more. Yeah, I mean, blog life took a lot out of me. I was... When I when I entered blog life, I was still doing CrossFit. And uh, yeah, it all fell apart. And then you had kids. Kids. Like one back injury. Still haven't recovered from... I've recovered from the back injury. I just haven't gotten back in the gym. But you're still mm. playing That hurt. was like eight, nine years ago. Yeah. You still play hurt. Though. Yeah. You got to... Oh, Always, always got to play hurt. It's a great guy. Yeah. But yeah, this was, yeah, this was early Barstool. Like, I mean, there's been a lot of iterations. You could say early Barstool was when Dave was doing it solo, but this was old school Barstool that a lot of people appreciated because it was truly like seven or eight of us total. Wow. Yeah. Ground floor. Now that one of the biggest companies in yeah. sports, I mean, yeah. huge. The other thing I see is Ice Bucket Challenge. Do you know that me and Feidelberg started that? I, I saw Feidelberg at the game in a suit. Yeah. At the championship. Yeah. He looked like a degenerate I, I don't, gambler. I, didn't, I don't I we did one. Yeah. So I, I don't remember I, I, people I think there's been people who got mad when I say this out loud, but Pete Frades, who's like yeah. uh, was a friend of Barstool, we went to his uh fundraiser. From North Shore, right? Yeah, and we he challenged me and Feidelberg as the first challenge. Well that was for a great cause. Yeah. So that he was, we were the first person to do like to accept the challenge, and then who'd you challenge? I can't even remember. I'm sure, Hank can find it. I probably challenged Dave and like Kevin and you know the rest of the barstool guys. We, I think we were the first athlete to do it. I don't think so. I think I just said that I was the first person no, to do it. And you I'm were the first podcaster being in this game, yeah. Julian. We're doing. A, he's played in <laughs> I sports. Mean, come on, we're doing one of his games. I I've, I forgot. You know, I've been hit a few times. Like Big Cat says, memory's not good. Sam, where the fuck? Where are you? Where's my memory? <laughs> yeah, come on. it was in college. I, I'm I'm go. This is fun though. You guys are. This is a great like way you're doing this because now I'm going down memory lane. Remember the Spurs fun. Heat. Ooh. That was the LeBron cramp game where the Spurs turned off the AC. Oh, yeah. Because competitive advantage. Yeah. And he was like dying on the sideline. How come we don't ever hear anything about the Spurs doing stuff like that? Like if if we, God forbid, as Patriots were to do anything like that, there'd be a gate at the end of it. That's actually a fair point. I did say That's that, actually a I fair did say point. that the Spurs <laughs> are the NBA yeah, Patriots. Know, so know, I have said challenged. that. What? Gracie Tracy. A Gracie Tracy. Because <laughs> that was right when we did fights and I did the um the weight loss challenge and she was part of that video. That's very funny. She's part of history. Um you're right. Was that the only person I challenged? Yeah. That's funny. Um yeah, no, you're right though. That would be AC Gate. AC Gate. Yeah. Shout out to Gracie Tracy. Engaged now. To who? Mojo. Mojo. Yeah, Gracie's oh. old school. She's part of Barstool history. She was always, she was yeah. the best. She would, I mean, she would always be down for any video. She was part of the first rundown, I think, too. The first rundown. She, yeah. I, I didn't realize Gracie Tracy was a. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Wow. Didn't think we'd be going down this path, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins' first pick in the Cavs draft traded for Kevin Love. Kevin Love, yep. Worthwhile yep. trade in retrospect, obviously. I mean, they won a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Although you Wait. could argue, could they have won multiple? Although I, I, I love Kevin Love, so I'm going to back him. He's my guy. And also Wiggins, he's figured it out this year, but he it took him a while. Yeah. Well, he figured he's he is now getting 
the benefit of being around Steph Curry. Yeah. It's like and Draymond. Sometimes and you see players and you have to ask yourself, like, are they truly great or are they just playing with someone else great that's like feeding them the ball? Hmm. Hmm. What are you trying to say? I didn't. I'm talking about basketball. Oh, players. I'm talking about I, basketball. I thought you were you talking know? about you know being around great players that feed you the ball. Right. Is that a shot? No. 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 It, Is that a shot? Big no. Cat? That's not. That's just how, what I think of Andrew Wiggins on the Warriors now. Okay. Right. So, like, you have to separate. Like, is he truly great, or is he just around greatness? It's hard to figure out. It is. I guess it is. We're we're all just trying to figure it out. <laughs> we're all just trying we're, to figure so it out. Sam's like, "What the hell is going on between these two right now?" <laughs> this is just. There's like a sexual tension here. It's kind of. I want you guys to kiss. Uh, what, what, Julian? What were you doing in 2014? 2014. We uh, I, th at this time, I, I think I just signed a contract to go back to the Patriots, mm. and we were in a, I believe, training camp or OTAs, uh, preparing for a deep run into the playoffs that soon turned into a Super Bowl victory against Seattle Seahawks. Was that your first big contract, like the big big one? That was my first big. It wasn't a big contract. But, but what was it? I think it was like four years, nineteen million. I mean, that's still nineteen five. But that had to have been the first time yes. where you were like. I'm good now. Not, like not good yes. forever, but like I'm I've made enough money now where I can be comfortable. I was celebrating. You're I right. mean, I never thought I would get a contract like that, but you know, coming especially coming off of league minimum the year before, signed a one year deal, got hurt and bet 20, on yourself. Got a bet on yourself. And yeah. uh you know, it was crazy. It was like pulling teeth to negotiate with the fucking Patriots. It's the absolute <laughs> fucking worst. I literally had to set up a visit to get like Two million more to go to the Niners, my hometown team. And as soon as I got there, they found out I got there and they fucking hit me up and they go, oh, well, this is the deal. And I go, well, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this interview. And he goes, now, nah, well, you know, we're going to pull this. And if you if you do or if you don't, if you don't take it by the end of the day, I'm like, what the fuck? These guys are. But I ended up signing. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. They knew what what, they were what doing. did you buy? What was the big purchase? I didn't buy shit, really really nothing i bought like a laptop <laughs> that's that's such a boring big contract purchase. I know. I, it actually you know what I, i'm actually gonna back you up though because like obviously there's been you know through the course of barstool like where we're at now i've had moments where it's like oh this is pretty nice like i have money now and i never did buy anything big it was more like i can just pop on amazon and like like buy like seven $100 things for no, like and not even mm. blank, you know? Exactly. Or, or take your friends out to dinner yeah, or and like not just, have to like cut up the check. Yeah. Like, buy some shoes and not feel bad about it. Did you go, did you do shit. a big dinner the, the night of? Yeah. I had a barbecue with my family and friends. Oh, and, that's cheap. You know, very cheap, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it, like, like big cat said, it was like, all right, now I can go buy, I can spend a thousand dollars on shoes. Right. It's, it's, it is a weird like, feeling. I, yeah, you don't you don't like say like, oh, I'm going to go buy some big thing. It's more like I'm going to buy all the things that I looked at and was like, ah, I shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Now, I have a friend who it's like I have a friend who can't he struggles to make rent, but he has like four Rolexes <laughs> <laughs> and it's shit like that. Where I'm like, yeah, well, you got to you got to get he's like, well, I can sell these at any point. I'm like, but you won't. <laughs> you like having the Rolexes. Yeah, but so. he can't, I like I like the thought process of like I could sell these. I could. Yeah, yeah. I there used to be back in the day when it was like, you know. Whatever, if you have a bad weekend gambling, it's like, well, I do have an Xbox. I could sell at any moment. <laughs> you know, Xboxes, they go up in value every year. That's how they 
<laughs> the original Xbox. You've been gambling that that long, huh? So my whole life. I remember the. You remember the Red Ring of Death? Oh my God! Oh, I yeah, hated you gotta that. You got to get towel. it refurbished, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you, well, you had to get refurbished, or you had to do the towel, like the twenty-four the hour blow run. dryer and the towel, and then you just break it more, and then it it just ruins the warranty. The worst. Yeah. Sam, what were you up to? I I just done my. I think it was just doing my first ever late night set. I'm like I I still live like it's the 1980s. Well, you're so a comedian. I'm a comic. Yeah. So just tell us a joke. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you, I did. I remember my first joke on uh, on Conan. It didn't. It did not get what I wanted. And then you have to fake smile for the next four minutes because oh. you don't get that first laugh, and you're like, "Fucking kill me." Yeah. But uh, it, yeah, the crowd wasn't hot. Sometimes you get a, a not. Hot, it's five p.m. in Burbank. Sometimes you get a not hot crowd. It's a set you run into the ground. And I remember I didn't. I I, I was miserable for a year till I got to go back on. And I, next one was was killer. Really? That, yeah. But I was like, oh, I was. I still stand by the jokes, but it, it was a tough crowd. Damn. Yeah. That's and to know, I they do tape those before you. You weren't like, hey, can we cut that? Can we do that again? I didn't know can you could. Laugh? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know you could like flub a joke and keep. I thought it was like I gotta just nail this. I thought right. it was like ice skating or right, something. Right. But uh, <laughs> no. But I I flubbed the joke this year on on Corden, and I was like, I'm gonna do it again. They're like, of course. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, so you? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you actually did do that. Yeah, yeah. Live tape, that's, baby. I didn't know you could do that for like eight years. Wait. So could you? Okay. So and then did people laugh more? Yeah, they actually laughed harder. They, yeah. The second you think that it's going to go worse, but the second time, I'm like, it's hilarious. He's telling the same joke. Yeah, he just changed a couple words. What an <laughs> idiot! That's I great. Do it every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. we, we, you were up to this game. Yep, I was. Yeah, we were blogging mentally. It was mentally good place. I think. To and Hank's here, he can back it up. Like 2014, I think we were right in that zone of um, things started to feel like they were all like getting bigger for barstool you know what i mean mm. like things started to slowly feel like hey we've got um you know the rundown that's doing well we've got the blog set up i think we actually around this time we went hank dave and i went and it would i wish we had like filmed the whole thing we went and took a bunch of meetings in hollywood to try to get the rundown on tv and we went to every meeting and we walked out and we're like we fucking crushed that like Comedy Central wants us and they want us bad. Like not, we would walk out being like, should we do like every night? Should we do like four nights a week with Comedy Central? Like, what do you think? We didn't get a single call back. Not a I single. I bet Comedy like, Central <laughs> wishes they called you back <laughs> Those, now. But it was the funniest. <laughs> like we we were yeah. so, imagine the most uh, like gullible, like green dudes in Hollywood. Like first time sitting down with these big meetings. Because, you know, Dave obviously... He is a genius businessman, so everyone yeah. sees that now. But this is a time when this is our first step out of our bubble, and we thought every single meeting we're like, "Oh my, like HBO? Yeah, we should. Should we do HBO? Should we do Comedy Central? There's pros and cons to both." And not a single follow up. So, I remember <laughs> we we do those pitch meetings all the time early in the career. We were going around doing the for our a uh, documentary. And same thing, but I had I rolled up to a pitch meeting like we had a time we needed to get into this place, and I had my daughter. I ended up bringing like my eight month daughter into this pitch meeting <laughs> to pitch Netflix over a fucking something, and we thought like, yeah, they like the kid, yeah, it's gonna go. <laughs> Didn't get the call back either. The the one um, great story, and you'll like this, Jules. We went into I want to say it was 
IHF. Is that a station? No. Uh, fuck. I know you're talking about. We're I, Portland. I, IFC. Yeah, IFC. 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 Yeah. There it is. IFC. We sit down and we're going through the meeting and they said, and one of the like executives said something like, yeah, we're trying not to like do sophomoric stuff. Like we got pitched like some stupid thing from the Gronks and Dave stopped the meeting. He was like, I love the Gronks. The Gronks are our guys. And that was, it It was like the most awkward thing ever behind closed. Like he just was like, don't say that about the Gronks. And that was it. Wow. That was like all of it. Fucking. We invited Hank into a couple of meetings. He was wearing shorts. He felt so awkward. It was awesome. Well, they were like, I was just like going to sit. Like I wasn't going in the meetings and I was waiting in the waiting room. Like, Oh, come in. And I was like in fucking gym shorts. I was like, Oh my God. That's the brand though. The whole thing was just the brand. It's just such a, like, it's a very funny time and place for barstool in general just because of where we were and like trying to build something and, and we thought we had arrived but we hadn't arrived yet but we had that like it was coming soon though yeah that's but we had the, yeah you, they got, well you're feeling the fan you're like feeling the fans and, and stuff yeah. so they, they don't know it 15. takes them always a little longer to find out but those pitch meetings are brutal i mean i remember doing them you walk in, they're like, well, first off, we're huge fans. And you're like, well, you own a network, and this is my fourth time here. Right. So <laughs> right. you're not huge fans. You're not that big of fans. Yeah, that was the same thing. Like, we were, we just thought, because we were crushing it on on our level. Like, w- like in terms of blogs, like, recognition, all these things, we were, we were doing very well on our level. But we, we thought, like, everyone knew us, and then we got out there, and, like, no one knew who the well, fuck it we take, were. It just takes them longer to, yeah. they're always, like, two years behind. Yeah. They are always a few years behind. Let's yep. get into these damn teams now. Let's get to the meat of this whole thing. Team Barstool won their first four games of the tournament, averaged a margin victory of 10.5 points, wow. double-digit victories. Yeah, we. I think there was actually three three pretty much blowouts, and then we had a very close game against uh, Princeton because so, they ran that stupid backdoor uh, offense. Were you guys... You guys hot at the three because I heard a take that you like these games are go out to blowouts because either a team's hot on three or not. Were you guys yeah, hot? Yeah, you did hear that take. Uh, it's a make or miss league. It's a make or miss it's league. Make or miss league. Is this a make or miss league? This was a make or miss league, and we had some like Donnie McGrath and Matt Walsh were both exceptional three point shooters in their college career in their international career. So yeah, we were we were very hot. You also had uh, Andre Barrett went to Seton Hall. Josh Boone, UConn. Dan Katz, Wisconsin grad. Yep. Justin Burrell. Justin Burrell. Burrell. A lot of good players out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Remember Orlando Tucker? Yeah, he's actually dead to the program now, though. Is he? Yeah. What happened? He tried to... Um. So last year, or two years ago, he taped Greg Gard uh, having a players-only meeting with the coach, and he basically tried to frame Greg Gard... And be like to the AD, like I should take over. He's lost the team. Damn. And they found out that he was the one who leaked the tape. And so, yeah. Damn. It's like, but the- yeah, no, I loved a lot. I lo- what Wanda a snake. Went, went to school the same time I was there. So, um, Devin Harris, Alondo Tucker. Oh yeah. John Lure. Frank the Tank went there. Frank, right? Frank Kaminsky, yeah. Sam Decker. Yeah. When you guys do season two, I'll come and talk about the 2015 Wisconsin Duke final, and that nice. will be the most watched episode by far. They will, because people just love, like, they just... It's a big school. And they they shot back to school there. Throat. Yeah. Back to school, Rodney Dangerfield yes. Classic yes. at Wisconsin. Yes. Have you ever been to Madison? I've never been to Madison. It's a great place. You I've love heard. It. Where they got, like, the little... Don't they do, like, a... They jump in the water for something, or... No, that's uh, Ohio State. Oh. Yeah. Madison's a great city. <laughs> yeah. 
Way off on that one. <laughs> that was good. That was... Comedy on State, maybe the best comedy club in the country, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I want to just point out something real quick. This is kind of like a foreshadowing. If you scroll up again, so if you notice, so Justin Burrell also was on the team, mm. but if you notice, we have um, six six guys and then Dave and myself. Right. Five guys play in a basketball game. Depth. Might have been a concern later yeah, on in the game, sure. <laughs> literally later on in the tournament. NBA teams usually at least an eight-man rotation. Yeah, we had one guy off the yeah. bench, so uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. guys didn't see a lot of minutes. We saw some. We went. I was in the Barstool Philly game. Let's see. Yeah, my stats are right there. Three points, one for five, three rebounds, two assists. I mean, I'm getting dirty. I'm getting that was boards. versus Philly. Yeah. What is that? If I played, what's the per of that? Like, if I played, let's say I played 35 minutes, seven, wait, six times. Someone do some math for me. What would I have? The box score has it at a four. Oh, what do you mean? It says P-E-R four. Four? Yeah. I don't know what P-E-R P-E-R means. I don't need But Dave's is my Dave's is negative two. Dave's is negative two? I always trust P-E-R. I think it's the smartest <laughs> stat out there. I love P-E-R. How is, how is Dave? Because I see a lot of clips, and he's got the most unorthodox form I've ever seen, but they're going in. Yes. they. Yeah, he does have an unorthodox form. All right, I'm looking right now. If I played 36 minutes, I'd have 18 points, 18 rebounds, and uh, 12 assists. How about that? Yeah. That's a triple-double. Last my, I checked. If my grandma had balls, she'd be my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get over to these Notre Dame Fighting sure. Irish alumni squad. What do we, who do we have over there, Sam? Uh, well, we got Chris Thomas, Russell Carter, Tyrone Nash, Rob Kurz, Ryan Ayers, and Torin Francis, who uh, will be joining us. We're getting one it's from bullshit. the squad, the winning team. Chris Thomas, by the way, I remember him. He That's the thing. Like This team is... Players that played at Notre Dame that are obviously good basketball players, but and they didn't chemistry. play. Yeah, they have chemistry. They all played under the same coach of Mike Bray, but they didn't play at that next level. You know, they didn't play uh, significant careers overseas and in the NBA. So, what so is, you're what thinking are you, you can to... take them? Oh, Going in, you feel confident. Him. We're gonna crash. We're gonna we're gonna smash them. You serious? We're gonna smash them. Things we remember, you guys had cool jerseys. Very cool. They look good. It looked like Space Jam's out there a little bit. Yeah, the purple starfish. It was, um, we, and we had alternates, and I think I still have one of my jerseys, which is like rare for me to hold on to something after I sell everything every few months from my pile. But yeah, those were very, very cool jerseys. I think we had our own custom, uh, what do we have, sandals and stuff, and like, all these slides. Cus- yeah, slides. That was part of the fan vote perk. We were we were living large. See, this is like a this is like a this is basically like going to a bowl game. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and like we got all the we bag. went to all the bowl games at once. Like if we went to all the bowl games and collected all the prizes, get, this is what, it what was. was the best thing you guys got out of that whole thing? I mean, the, the jerseys slides? were sick. The slides were sick. Um, I think we had better hotels. I think like there was even that level. We were staying like the Four Seasons and stuff. <laughs> Four seasons. Yeah, that's a, that's a pricey hotel. Yeah, but I think we got like the best accommodations as well. Right, right over there on Common. Yeah, and well, we were, the first first four games were in Philadelphia, and so the, we the, went the championship. You guys picked yeah, Boston. In Boston. Yeah, so that was that was the biggest perk was we, if you get the number one seed in the fan vote, you get to pick where the championship is taking place. Where was the game at? Like where it was? It was the BU gym. BU gym. And the big thing was because of like our popularity at the time. 
we knew that we could actually have a true home environment and fill the place with our fans, which we did. So that was like a huge ace in our, you know, or was it ace up your sleeve? Um, where it's like, hey, we're going to go play this championship game. There, throughout this entire tournament, there's basically been no fans. But then we're going to show up to BU and it's going to be all fans. Were they was, shocked, Notre Dame, when they see this? It was pretty loud. And it was like yeah. we pass out shirts and we had everyone chanting. So it was a true home, uh, like a home game for us. Yeah, that it kind of it reminds me of like, I don't know why it just popped in my head. This this whole thing reminds me of like you guys had great team unity. You guys had great uniforms. It reminds me of like when Houston came to our house in the divisional round. And they all had like Letterman jackets. Yeah, the Letterman like, jacket came. You know, that, that's kind of the vibes I got from this whole thing. Yeah. I wouldn't say we were the tightest team. Um, they kind of, the rest of the team was kind of like, why are these guys here? Yeah. Because um, so they were that, tired. Yeah. Well, and Matt Walsh was like, no, they're cool. Like, it's okay. They're we are cool. They, like, we, we I ended won't up win. Becoming 500K on the line, but they're cool. <laughs> I ended up becoming good friends with Donnie McGrath um, and Justin Burrell, but like, Josh Boone, Dante Jones. Like, I remember actually vividly before the final game, we were at a Starbucks and I was like going to pick up a coffee and Dante Jones was there and a girl came up and asked for my picture. And then Dante Jones was like, oh, okay, so you guys actually do have fans. And it was like, yeah, we're not like complete <laughs> shitheads. So the coach hated me. Yeah, good question, Hank. So, um, I didn't get a lot of playing time. It's because the coach didn't like you. Well, clearly what I was going to say was it's a chicken or egg because I didn't get a lot of playing time. So I, I always went really hard in warmups and he, he got very mad at me. He was like, you're going to injure someone. Cause I was like boxing out. Cause like, dude, I want to get a sweat in. Got it. I want to feel like I, I participated here. You want cardio. So, so warmups, yeah. I was like setting picks throw like boxing <laughs> people out, like blocking, blows. trying to block shots taking charges, all that stuff. And he got very upset at me. Did you guys line up and do the weave and shit? We did. Yeah, we did all that stuff. <laughs> That's the last thing. Yeah, they were there. He was he hated me, though. I was I was definitely the um, the problem child on the team. Was there a point where you thought you'd get in in that final game? I told him I was like, I got some minutes. If you need me, like I'll get in there and I can at least give us a break and just start hacking people. But um, See, I think it was pretty clear we weren't going to get in anything for the team. Yeah. Anything for the team. Yeah. And it was, there were definitely moments, um, we could talk about after the game, but like before the game, during the tournament where, you know, there's a feeling, Jules, this never happened to you because you played, but like when you're in the locker room after and everyone's played and you haven't, it hurts a little. 2011, Super Bowl. I didn't play that much. You didn't? No, I was on kickoff. And that was a tough L. Right. We lost to, yeah. you know, then we lose that game. So, yeah. like, and then you come in after, and and, you, and everyone's, like, tired, spent. I literally saw Matt Light in the shower, and I was like, you all right, buddy? Because like, he played a rough one. He just looked at me and said, I just retired, buddy. Oh, jeez. Wow. And so, like, I didn't play. I didn't barely have worked up a sweat. See your comrades out there. It's a, it's a tough feeling to be around everyone else when you didn't contribute enough to the team. It's and like when you get hurt and you're in the locker room yep. and guys just come in from like a 100, 100 degree day. They work their fucking ass off. They're sweating. Guys are like cramped up on IVs. You just did an hour of fucking pool work and guys are looking at you like, are you really hurt? Right, right. And they're looking at us like, why are you taking up roster spots? We could use a little depth here. 
did, did either you or Dave look at each other like maybe one of us should should replace get replaced with like an ex NBA player? Or well, something? we we actually had a couple Shavlik Randolph, who I think you guys might remember that name. He played at Duke, and then Quincy AC, who played at played for the Knicks, played for yeah. the Knicks. Played at Baylor, I want to say, or no? And I that's a glue remember. guy. You could have used yeah. a tough guy like that. They were originally on the roster, and they weren't able to make it because their um, international teams went deep into the playoffs. So, yeah, there were some times where it's like, hey, it would have been nice if we had a couple more guys. But um, yeah, I, w- I wish I could have helped. I wish I could have helped more. But I did. Remember what I say? 18, 18 and twelve. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> It was pretty. It was pretty decent. Let's get to the gaming corner presented by WinBet, which brings us to the betting corner. Let's get to the gaming corner presented by WinBet. Relevant betting lines. We can't explain that. Don't really know. I think there might have been a line on this. Game. Was there a line? Who? Maybe what bookies were taking this? I don't know, but I would imagine gambling wasn't legal yet. Yeah, I would imagine we were favorites. We were definitely favorites. If like if you had asked for a line, if it was being played today, I would have said they probably would have made us like five point favorites, four and a half point favorites, something like that, <laughs> something over over a, a possession. Because we were we had the name recognition, we had the home court, so I would say it would be around there. Portnoy's prediction was seventy seven forty bar stool. Yep. Uh, Big Cat, you said if you were a gambling man, you would put twenty five k on bar stool. So yeah, I I am a gambling man. And I, I kind of did because I needed this money for pass gambling. So that's so I already had a bet on this game because I really needed this money. So you, how much did you put down in this game? Nothing, but I, but uh, everything. You- <laughs> if you get my drift, I needed, I needed the twenty five k to pay for the twenty five k that I already lost on other things. What 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 game? Sports game. Every game. Name a game. <laughs> I mean, this is what this is. This is right after. March Madness, NBA playoffs, and this and is the worst time. June is the worst time of the year because it's September all the way through June. Yeah, and this that, is where I needed the reset button, and this was my reset button. This was going to be my hit the reset button. I'm good. What do you say, Hank? And they lost. Yep, yep. Ooh, we were out in L.A. for that. Chicago. Guy. Yeah, yep. That sucked. So they won that though, didn't they? No, they lost that year. 2014, they lost. 2015, they won. 2015. Which brings us to the point, all our listeners, you guys always bet responsibly. Don't use this. Right. Don't be caught in a game where it's $25,000 if you win, nothing if you lose, and you already owe $25,000. Yeah. I, see, it's, I always hear like real rich men say, you can't be out leveraged. You can't be out leveraged. Yeah. Right. Responsibly. Responsibly. Be responsible. So the opposite. Of what I did. Correct. All right. Cool. I'm not a role model. Now, we have this prop bet thing where when we do interviews, we come up with some kind of stupid, funny thing, kind of like Super Troopers, the meow thing. Mm-hmm. How many times can we get it off? We put an over or under or how many times we get an uh, interviewee to say something, one of our guests. What should we come up with? with uh, For Torin. Yeah, Torin. What, what should we throw in? I mean, I hate this guy. I don't even know him. Um I just hate him. I don't know why you guys. I think did this something negative would be good. I think how many times, Big Cat can say I hate you. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'll. T- I'm just gonna unload over the clip. under. Yeah. I I'll just say hate him, hate Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, him, if we, can Notre we hit Dame. that? Yeah. Th- I say. I, I'm saying f- four and a half. We can hit. Th- you think you can hit five? five. On that? Yeah. Easy. All right. Easy. All right. All right. 
We're going to hear from old Torin. But before then, let's take a quick break. And we're joined here by our guest, Torin Francis, a Boston guy, played Notre Dame, South Bend from 02 to 06. So Big Cat's probably not going to be happy with him, not just because of this loss, because he also hates Notre Dame. Former McDonald's All-American. He had turned pro when he turned 17 years old. What a stud. Played Currently playing in Argentina. Do they do they pronounce the L's different? I heard it's Caige, not Caille. Yeah, Caige. It's Caille. Castellano. That's that's the type of Spanish it is. That's the dialect. That's the dialect. I, I got an Argentinian friend. Well, Julian, you left out a big one. He's the winner of the first ever the basketball right. tournament. The first. Can't leave that out. Very first. First off, what the fuck are you doing playing in this game? <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's a competitor, huh? I mean, Notre Dame, my brothers came together to win it, and we got it done. You got I mean, you got All right. So, I mean, I hate you, obviously, and I hate Notre Dame. Uh, I'll just get that out of the way. I really hate you guys. Uh, what? You guys should have lost that game. Like, you're not – we were better than you. No, better on paper, but that doesn't mean you are a better, better team. Better on paper. That's a, that's, that's a respect. What was your – let me ask you this. What was your second half game plan? Because it clearly changed, and we just missed shots. Like, you guys didn't even win. We just missed shots. Hey, that you that's that's the defense. You know, you didn't miss shots. We made you guys miss shots from the defense we were playing. So that was our that was our, our game plan second half, just turn up the defense, and we weren't going to have a problem offensively. And so we got it done. Like, you go into this game – and you guys definitely probably had a scouting department, you know, being the champions of this thing with the resources that you guys probably had. With the scouting tape, you saw that there were six viable, really good guys. And you saw these two other guys that were like player coach or whatever they want to call their themselves. Hey, Bill Russell was a player coach. Bill Russell was a player coach. But yeah. like, did did you guys know? In the like in your heart at the beginning of the game, you guys want to blow these fools out, or it was going to be a close game. What was going on? Listen, every time every step every time we step on the court, we're going to win. It doesn't matter who the other team had. Uh, you know, we're in the same position as they were in the finals with them. So, you know, for us, it, it was a it was a even playing field. And, and I just think that we had we have actually played together. You know, obviously it had been at different times throughout our careers, but we had played together. We we're familiar with each other. So I think we actually had the advantage. How about, how about a seven-game series? Who takes this? Oh, easily us. Not easily. <laughs> I have, no, that's I have the to, thing is you guys got lucky lose. for one game, and, and you know, tip your hat to you for that. I Like I said, I hate you guys, but I'll tip my hat. You got lucky for one game. I don't think if you play seven-game series, I think real talent wins out. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you see uh, my stat line from the game against Philly? Were you like, this guy might get in and he might have some minutes in him? Because I had – uh, we we did the math. If I played thirty six minutes in that game, I would have had eighteen, eighteen, and twelve. <laughs> so how many minutes did you play, and what did you have? I played three minutes. I had three, three, and two. Um, but it just—I mean, you got—you had to see us and be like, who knows? Ultimate wild card. Everyone else knows everyone else here. Who are these two guys at the end of the bench? Yeah, but sometimes you have to remember it's only one basketball. So. True. Yeah, you can look at, you know, Donnie McGrath, Josh Boone, uh, Dante Jones. You know, you had all the names, 
but there's still only one basketball. We see it. We see it even today everywhere. You know, look at the Lakers. Look at the Nets. You know, just it doesn't matter who you have on the roster necessarily. It, it, it's all about who comes to play at that particular moment. You know, and so I, I would have to disagree with you. I know we'll still win in a seven-game series. Nah, nah. What, what do you think that we uh, suffered from? No bench depth. I I I think so. Fuck. You guys were, you guys were tired. You know, tired. I had I was not tired by the end of the game. I just want to say that <laughs> I still had some legs in me. But yeah, I mean, having six guys, it hurt. It hurt us at the end when we couldn't. Felt like the jump shots weren't getting made. It's a make or miss league. And that's all part of the game. You have to take all that into account. How meaningful was this win for you? Oh, it was great. It was it was great. You know, partly because a lot of the other guys, they're actually, I work out with them during the summer, you know, and so those are guys I see on a daily basis. So that was good there. And then, you know, just to come together with my brothers, win the very first championship, you know, so we go down in history as a as a as a first winners. And it was just a great time for us to get together and, and catch up. Torn, it's 40-35, Team Barstool at half. Who were the rah-rah guys in, in the locker room? What, what were you guys saying? Like, I know you guys weren't down a lot, but you know you guys clearly made some halftime adjustments that Team Barstool did not do to come out on top at the end. What what sparked that? Yeah, well, you know, we all, we all came together in the locker room. We all came together. You know, Chris Thomas was obviously running the point. Um, you know, so I remember he, he basically gave us that presence in the locker room saying we just have to go out and do it. You know, and so that's what we did. We all came together. We were all we were all vocal. So we all had a equal part in, in getting it done. I hate you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Don't hate. Don't hate. Yeah, I mean, you guys, whatever. It, listen, I don't want to point fingers because I'm a good teammate, but if Matt Walsh just hit, like, one more three, we would have been fine. But he just decided to go as cold as cold could be. He and Donnie, like, just missed everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think any loser can say that if we would have done this, we would have won. You know, and so that's... <laughs> that hurt. That hurt what he just said. But yeah. he's right. He is right. He's completely right. He's... Now, for I, you, Big Cat, we've all done it. Yeah. We've all done it. Now, Big Cat, when did you guys start to panic? Uh, I think it was, so it was like with about five minutes left, it was back and forth, and there was, it was like a, basically a one-possession game, and then it became a two-possession game. I think it might have been like an Andre Barrett turnover or something. I remember the, the two things I remember from the end of the game was Matt Walsh and Donnie McGrath sucked and couldn't hit anything, not to point fingers. Um, and then you guys had really good pressure on Andre Barrett coming up the court and were able to force a couple turnovers because he had to, he had to basically do it all in terms of dribbling the ball and being the point guard for the entire game. And I remember that happening and being like, uh Oh, we might be in trouble here. And that's what I said. It was, it came down to the defense second half. I think that's really what, what, uh, separated us and obviously, Gave us that that boost that we needed to get it get the win. Torn, like after you guys win this, I mean, this is the first annual, the first of the annual tournament. Like, what'd you guys do to celebrate with all that money? Oh, we went out. You know, I'm from Boston, so we already had the table set up at the club, win or lose. You know, so obviously it was much better that we won. So we went out, 
celebrated and just hung out. Now, you know, I've played in Super Bowls where you lose and you still have like a post party. Like, did you, you guys clearly, did you we guys did, have a We did a go post- out. We did go out. We got really How was fucked it? up. We didn't go to the club. Dave had a whole setup. He, Dave was uh, actually, he was ready to spend every single dollar that we want, like $25,000 on just that night. He was like, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can spend all the money on just tonight. So then when we lost, we canceled all that. And just went out regularly, and and it sucked. Did you hit a you hit like an old timey pub or something? This is I, like pub yeah, energy. Hank Hank was, I think, I went. Yeah, I think me and Feidelberg and and Matt Walsh went out. Um, and yeah, it was it sucked though because Dave really was like before the game. He was like, I'm, I don't want to walk away with a dollar after this. Like, I want twenty five thousand dollars. We're spending it all on tonight. Now you guys didn't spend all your money that night. Would you guys? What'd you do? You you buy a, a loved one a little something, or or you buy a little devil's lettuce and grandpa's old cough medicine. What what did you do? Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't spend that night. I told you we already had. I think we went to the venue. Actually, we had a table over there. And um, as far as my winnings, I I think I that just went that just went into investments. I believe from what I remember. Boring. You know, that, was, that was just that was just boring. Extra See, this is what I'm saying. That's why I hate you guys because you guys didn't, you weren't going to do anything fun with it. I was going to do something fun with it. Yeah, that's not what you want to hear from winning a a championship mutual fund. Yeah, I was financially responsible with my winnings. That's a bummer. Dude, I have four kids. You have kids? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a father of two. I'm a father of one. Yeah. You know, this is, we got the kid game here. Yeah, we we play a kid game all day. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did we miss anything? Is there anything that you remember in this game? Any any like elbows or any faces from, you know, guys that were sitting on the bench from the other team or any antics or No, nah, so I just remember that it got loud. I'm from Boston, so I had a ton of people there. And then I think Notre Dame, we just had a ton of fans there in general. You know, so it got loud and the fans were actually jumping up and down and the floor was shaking i don't know i don't know if you remember that you were on the bench i don't know if you remember that that did not happen you did not have that many fans there that's just a lie the floor was literally shaking what what percentage would you say was there for barstool and who was notre dame people in there torn it was i would probably say it was 50 50. oh my god this is i mean i have hank (laughs) is shaking his head too that's a complete lie i do remember there was a pocket of notre dame fans so i'll give you that like I would say, there was probably maybe twenty percent Notre Dame fans. Wow. Maybe we appreciate the truth though, because you know people over in in this area that were were sitting we were saying that it was like a hundred percent one. It, I mean, it it might have it was closer to a hundred percent than fifty fifty, and you know that. Oh no, nah, I mean I would say I don't remember exactly, but I just remember our fans. Maybe that's why, because they were showing us love. Obviously, your fans, you guys were losing, so they were quiet. So there was there wasn't really a fan presence there. So I'm just going from what I remember. It was also bullshit that you brought Mike Bray there, because like I'm I'm convinced he went in the locker room at halftime and, and coached you guys. Like I know that that was, I know that happened. I saw him. He was wearing his stupid mock turtleneck, and I was like, this guy, he's they're cheating. They're using a coach. It's bullshit. I got a question. What do you think would have happened? What do you think would have happened if Dave? Or uh, or Big Cat got into the game. 
some fresh legs out there, fourth quarter. Maybe they bring some energy. What What do you think? Would the outcome Spark. have been different? Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think we would have won by more, actually. Mm. Just because. You would have got, you gotten. You I would have fouled out, and I would have made sure that you had to be on the free throw line. What are you percentage-wise, free throw shooter? I'm, I'm, I'm around 70%. <laughs> That's yeah, terrible. I'm around 70%. Yeah, it is. It actually is. It actually is. <laughs> there we go. Now yeah. I feel like I'm back. All right, I found something. I would have hacked you, and then you would have made roughly seventy percent of your free throws. Yeah, nah, I'm I'm good. So I'm actually not playing anymore. So I stopped playing. I stopped playing for about a year now. Oh, that's funny because I still am playing. Looks like my career lasted longer than yours. But it's like riding a bike. When I step on the court, is you know, it's nothing lost. I'm just not. Playing. I'm just not playing professionally. Why would you stop playing? Why? Just because I played 15 years and with the pandemic and everything, you know, all the money was down. So I said, now now's probably a good time to transition into life after basketball. I got a question. So you played overseas. Is it true that all the guys who play overseas never pay taxes? No, that's not true. So when you <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're actually paying taxes, so when you play overseas, you you have to pay taxes in the country you're playing in. And so you don't have to pay taxes twice, you know, from from paying one in one country to paying here, the federal taxes. Plus, you have a tax exemption when you're working abroad, you know. And so most of the time, the federal taxes were exempt. It was just primarily state taxes that you have to pay for, you know, whatever property or uh, whatever you own. Yeah, I heard you just never – those guys never paid taxes. So just I'm just putting it out there. If no, I, anyone I from taxes. the IRS is listening. <laughs> I pay my taxes every year. <laughs> he's, going, he's going long game victory. If he can get just one of you in jail. Are you sure he paid ta- – the whole team Notre Dame gets audited for 2014? I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I pay taxes on my money. I won too. Torin, did we miss anything? No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, it was, you know, it was a great, it was, especially for the first, the first year, it was amazing. It was a great experience. You know, me, Donnie's actually one of my best friends. So we still talk about that to this day, but it was, it was a great time. Unfortunately, we, we couldn't win the, the next year, but uh, it was still, it was still a great time. Torin, just remember. No one remembers second place. You will always be remembered for being the first tournament winner of this immaculate tournament that is continuing five consecutive, six consecutive years now. 100 years down the road, we could be talking about this being the first one. We thank you for coming on and joining us. And it was great to hear the perspective from, you know, the winning squad. We we, we sat here for, you know, a good 35, 40 minutes and talked with Team Barstool and and they gave us their perspective. It's always good to hear a winning perspective coming from, you know, a winning environment in Boston that uh, I know you're from. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let me know if you guys want a picture of me holding that big check. I'll happily that send you didn't it pay over. taxes on. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> happily, I'll happily send it over for you. Definitely. We'll have to get that. And uh, we're going to send you an insane gift basket. That um, I heard that Team Barstool had some, you know, they had a lot of resources and a, probably a lot of advantages. So we're going to try to take care of you on that. And uh, 
Appreciate you coming on, Bubs. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Still hate you in Notre Dame. Hey, don't hate. Don't Thanks, hate. Torin. Wow. You could still feel the heat between the two competitors. I mean, what a champion he was. Just a, <laughs> a true gentleman. Uh, I mean, that was he was great. Not a starter. <laughs> he came off the bench just like me. I mean, the only difference is he actually played. I didn't. Whatever. I mean, six man of the year award. That guy, that's he's a huge part of the we team. We'll always remember the Jamal Crawford of the tournament here. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I he said everything that I already know deep down. Like when it came to that game, it was a bunch of guys who were really talented versus a bunch of guys who played in the exact same system in college and knew, you know, how to run the same offense, how to play team defense. That's what killed us. Chemistry over talent. Yep, it's, it's like, true. It's like when the Team USA teams come together and they go against like Spain or something. Right. Yeah, no, it's tough. It's tough to build chemistry. Actually, the way we really should think about it is we went to the finals and we were leading at halftime. We built chemistry. Dave and I built chemistry on that team in like a matter of two weeks. So that's really how you should look at it. So then technically the next time you guys play... You guys should be able to take it easy. So when is it? Is it going to happen? Are you going to get a team together? No, we've we've uh, you retired. We we've banned ourselves from TBT. But the prize has gone up. I, I think we do one no. last ride. No, 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 no. They they refuse to let me sing the national anthem at the championship game, so they're dead to us. That's true. <laughs> Have you done any national anthems? I I've done many national anthems. Where? Uh, Rough and Rowdy, Windy City Thunderbolts in Chicago. Um. What else did I no do? No Cubs? Jack, sorry. No, what, 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 Cubs. Jack's trying to... We actually got a little bit of breaking news on the subject. Um, uh, from the head of the TBT, John Muger? M Mugar. Mugar, okay. Um, in an email to Games With Names, he said, that game was also notable because it initiated a now eight-year ban on TBT by Barstool. Portnoy asked to sing the national anthem before the game and was denied. So they never entered a team again. When TBT has come up over the years on their podcasts, both Big Cat and Portnoy have said things like, quote, they're dead to us, and quote, we don't talk about TBT. So it's good to hear Big Cat's willing to talk about it, end quote. So you, well, this is the first step to maybe you guys going back, revisiting. Yeah, well, no, that's a no, because I'm actually looking it up right now. Um, let's see, from 2015, he wrote me, this is, I think, the last time I talked to him, he said, Dave calling me a cocksucker on the rundown really sucks. I didn't want you to sing the anthem because I wanted I wanted to set a different tone for the championship game. It's that simple. I appreciated your involvement, still do, and I know it led to a great atmosphere for the final. Um, I still don't agree with his. Like they basically, we we packed a house. We got a bunch of people tuned in. All we wanted to do was the anthem, and they wouldn't let us do it. But you didn't play any points. So they could, or they, you didn't play any minutes, so you could at least got the anthem in. Right, and it, from our perspective, it's like you're going to use this in sizzle reels. We helped you initially, like you're starting out and everything. Let us sing the anthem. So yeah, I think the band is still there. Did who, who sang the anthem? Uh some no name someone. I don't know. <laughs> Probably sucked. I don't. Re I, I think I. I might have. I might have knelt. I might. I, I might have been kneeling for the anthem because of that. <laughs> Imagine if we went back and I was the first one to kneel, but it was completely selfish reasons. <laughs> then it was like I'm just kneeling because I'm I'm, I'm a big man child who, who's, who's mad he can't sing the anthem. <laughs> Jack, did we settle that prop bet? Oh, we he crushed. Oh, it. we crushed it. Yeah, yeah. Seven hates. Yeah. Wow. Hate, 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 hate. He hate me. I don't even hate that guy to be honest. 
He seemed like a good guy. Yeah, he seemed like a good guy. And if he's friends with Donnie, that's the thing is, at the end of the day, we lost the game. But I made lifelong friends in Donnie McGrath, Matt Walsh, Justin Burrell. I think that's about it. I wouldn't. Uh, what? Mall. Yeah. From Rory and Mall. You know, Mall from uh, what, what was it from the Joe Budden podcast? He got kicked off. No, he's he was part of the Joe Budden podcast. He's now a very famous podcaster with Rory. He was on the sideline with us. He was on the bench with us because he's good friends with Andre Barrett. So lifelong friends. Um, I don't know if Dante Jones would ever pick up my call if I if I track down his number. I don't think he'd recognize me either. Yeah, one with the Cavs couldn't couldn't lift you guys up. I know, I know. That's kind, of, but you know what? At the end of the day, like when he wins the the NBA title in 2016, it felt like all of us won one. Sure, because you put you shared a court with right. Him. Where, do you think he would have traded that one in to have won with you guys? Probably. If you ask him for real, yeah, probably at that time because he wasn't in the NBA. He needed the money. So there it is. And I defended him. I was the enforcer on the team. I defended him earlier in the tournament uh, with a brouhaha. So what are you going to do? I always have his back. But if he goes out and wins this, maybe he doesn't get that. Maybe yeah. he doesn't have the fire in his belly. Maybe yeah. LeBron never wins a title in Cleveland. Yeah. So if the, so, I basically screwed myself. You screwed yourself. Yeah. Butterfly effect. Damn. That's brutal. This game directly affected Cleveland's first and only championship yes yes that's crazy yes that's how important so cleveland should thank you cleveland should thank me absolutely wow that's you learn something new every day yeah who's the real winner of this um tbt clearly because TBT. you sold out an arena for them yep tbt they use it for the sizzle reel uh they're still winning we're still talking about them yeah notre dame yeah Basketball in general. Basketball. In you got general. two championships Ball out of this life. game. Um, yeah, I'd say those are the real winners. Big Cat's bookie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big winner. <laughs> Huge winner. He probably was watching the game and like had a fucking a uh, little leprechaun on his shirt and was singing like "Cheer, Cheer" to Old Notre Dame the whole time. <laughs> Who's the loser of this game? Um, I guess I would be a loser. Yeah, a pretty big loser in this game, Dave. Um, the locker room after when we were trying to make jokes when everyone was really down, that that was that was a big loser move by us. Um You were trying to lift spirits. Yeah. It it just wasn't the time. But uh You can't be that guy. No, we do, were that guy. Do you remember we those guys? Can't remember be that guy. You making? I don't remember exactly the jokes. I was I think I said something like we'll get him next time or something like that. Um, but knowing that you you yeah, guys were not ever no, going to come no back. No, there was no next time. No, there was no next Never time. coming back. No coming back. Um, because of the national anthem. Because of the national anthem. Yeah, I held a grudge. I actually think TBT is kind of a loser because if they had let me sing the national anthem, it, we probably still would have a relationship with them. And we still would be... You'd have a team in there. Every single year, yeah. You guys would be like the Eddie DeBartlow. Yes. Of of TBT, just paying guys left and right, get yes. unfair advantages. Yes. No salary cap. It'd be incredible. Is there a chance of you ever going back? No, absolutely not. Actually, the next year, my team, the team that we had, came back in a little bit of a, a different version where they had a different guys, and they played their first-round game in Chicago, and we went out. I went out with them because lifelong brothers, you know, yeah, when you share a locker room with someone, yeah. go to battle, um, you share, you know. We went out, we got really fucked up on that Friday night. We went out way too hard, and then they got just absolutely smoked in the first round. So they were one and done the next year. It's one and done. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, did we forget anything? 
No, we were pretty good. We hit our prop bet. Um, TBT is actually going into its ninth year uh, on Age of Extinction. That was Wahlberg's first of the franchise. First. Fourth. His first, but the fourth first. Trans- Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> um Torin didn't turn pro at 17. He had a 17-year pro career. That was on me for uh mm. writing that one wrong. Um we talked a lot about Donnie McGrath, not to be confused with Danny McGrath, which is Steve Buscemi's character in Billy Madison. Oh uh, <laughs> uh on the fan vote, they're no longer allowing the fan vote as it existed in 2014. Uh instead they allow their most loyal fans to select the 64th team. So Huh. Sounds like some electoral college kind of shit. Um, yeah, we broke the system. Sounds like it. We did. You so trumped what, it. Yeah, we did. What, so then what do we name this game? Is it the Barstool Bungle, the Notre Dame Nightmare, the mm. Notre Dame Nightmare, mm. Damn You Mike Bray, or something else? I think it's just Fuck TBT. Straight up. <laughs> the Fuck TBT game. Championship game. <laughs> I think we got to go with fuck TBT. Let's score it. The <laughs> so, stakes of this game. Championship stakes. in the TB tournament. TBT tournament. First ever. First ever, but fuck TBT tournament. So it, the stakes aren't that high. No, right? it's, I think it's a 10 out of 10. It's the first ever. You heard Torin. He said it over and over. We won the first ever. I think we got to go at least a seven. All right, I don't like how this is going in my favor. Okay. Star power. 10. Dave Portnoy, ever heard of him? And Big Cat. We, and we, Big Cat. This is a different type of star power. Yeah, thing. Dante we've done, we've Jones. Done all pro, we've done all pro things. What are you thinking, Julian? Ten. I'm thinking... This is going to be mean. Just whatever you're about to say, know that it's going to hurt my feelings. I have I have the right to the artistic integrity of this fucking podcast. Yeah, that's fine. Six. Wow. Wow. A six. And that's higher I'll than... i remember that. That's higher than some of we've had. I remember that. You remember that? No, I'll think, remember that. No, you won't yeah, because well, I won't. Higher than the Ricky you Williams rushing record game. Really? You're, you're getting some. We, you know, you, you've seen how you score stuff. I okay. Mean, Gameplay. I mean, it was, it was a solid game. Solid game. Came down to last minute. Yeah. I mean, it had lead changes. One team leading in the first half loses the game. We'll give that an eight. We'll give you an eight on that. The gameplay okay. was an eight. The name. Fuck TBT. <laughs> It's got a good ring to it. Yeah. It's got a good it, ring. I think it, it's, got, it, it's not 18 and 1. It's not the 28 to 3 game, but it's got it's got something. It's not the fake tuck game or the fake spike game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give it a what do you think? 7? We'll give it a 7. What's the highest score so far? This is higher than a lot of This is doing pretty well. Good. We've you're not the worst. And just bump the star power up to 8. And just see what it looks I'm like. I'm not getting bullied. Like. Just see what it looks like. If you just see what it looks like on the it's total. It's 7.5. Let's the, see what it looks like on the total. Just put eight in there. Just let me see. Let me just. Okay, that looks. Yeah, I, that looks good. I like that. <laughs> we'll give you your eight. <laughs> we'll give him an eight. It's a 7.5, right? Okay. Okay. Not bad. That's pretty good. That's actually. What, what, what's our. It's no, perfect. that's perfect. It's Kyler, perfect. Kyler, I will say, is a hater, but this is one time he might be correct. This no, is too high a score. It's not way too high. The Boise State Tostitos Fiesta Bowl is an 8 1. There you go. <laughs> Just as memorable. How many basketball games have, can you remember that Dave Portnoy's been involved in? Just one. There it is. Or Big Cat. Or Big Cat. Just what they were. There, there are is. two names. Those yeah. are huge names, and they're not. They're not and Torin. Yeah. And Torin. 
Who yeah. could forget Torrance? Seventeen-year pro. Seventeen-year pro. Went, went pro at seventeen. Andy's a seventeen. Seventeen-year pro. <laughs> Well, that's all for this episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. Make sure to follow us at Games with Names. Write a review. I'm Sam Morell. I'm Julian Edelman, and thank you, Big Cat, for joining us. This was a special treat. I know it's very hard as a competitor to go over championship losses. I mean, we, we had Brewski come in and talk about 18-1. We had Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson come in and talk about you know a horrific loss against Boise State. Now we can add to that board Big Cat losing the TBT final in the first annual TBT championship. Man in the arena. I think we need a documentary over this. Man in the arena. Come criticize me. Get in that arena. Sit on that bench for 40 minutes. And don't get in the game. Then talk to me. How were the benches? They were actually fine. They were nice. Because we had so much, because we had such a lack of depth. So I had like three seats to myself. <laughs> and that's the words. We'll see you later, folks. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.